I did ask a few people questions, like besides my mentors, like people who were entrepreneurs before, mm-hmm. and they were gate gatekeepers. Wow. They were not. I was like, I'm willing to pay the, for the information because yeah. I know, you know, they studied or they probably paid someone to get the info. Yeah. Some people, I don't know if it's them personally don't want someone else to win. They were not given the information. When I uh, met Candace, she, it was like, <laughs> like she was not holding nothing back. back. Right. Absolutely nothing back. And I was like, oh my God, we need so much more of you in this world. Like, people need mentors. Say she calling me, can't come to work. Oh, this ghetto. It's the fifth, deadline was the first. Oh, this ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, this ghetto. Good idea, now we buy merch. Oh, this ghetto. Payment miss. Oh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Oh, the ghetto. Laid on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Oh, the ghetto. Invoice in. Yeah, that ghetto. Money spin. Oh, this ghetto. Hold on, it's kind of ghetto being a CEO. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast because, yeah, being a CEO is just like super ghetto and they don't talk about this journey. They only talk about the Gleason Glands. They only talk about the G-Wags and the furs and the sparkly things and all the things, right? They do not talk about the hardships and the things that we have to go through to get to the next level, okay? And so today is a different episode. We are at the Spa Boss Tribe event and I want you guys to tap in with another big boss in the spot industry let them know who you are hi everyone my name is Sonia other known as body sculpting by Simone yes. so Simone is my middle name so I'm I always introduce myself as Sonia Simone because people get confused with yes. my my social media <laughs> name and my real name so you can call me Sonia Simone I love it I love it okay so what is your specialty in the spot industry so I'm a nurse. Okay. Um, so I've been a nurse for over 10 years, and I decided to venture into entrepreneurship about two years ago. Mm. So I started with body sculpting and post-op, but now the the spa has expanded to a lot more other yes. services. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I feel like it's a natural. Do you feel like, well, I'm going to ask you, do you feel like it's a natural transition for um nurses to transition it into the spa industry no no he said no <laughs> if you for me i would say because i didn't have any business background mm. i did to an extent yeah. i i did work in banking for 10 years before mm. i became a nurse so the finance part of it but like the business structure and all of that yeah candace got me together i was <laughs> clueless i yes. thought i was doing something Mm-mm. not at all not at all not so at all. from i would so for nurses, I think if you have that business background, it will be easier for you to transition because yeah. you will have that foundation set. Yeah. I thought I had a foundation set, but I didn't. You know, I love that because a lot of times, if you think about it logically, like entrepreneurship is a wild game. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a wild place to be in, yes, right? it is. And um, as being a nurse, like it's very rigid. Right, like you go to school, mm-hmm. you learn this, you do this, you learn this, you do this. Yep. If I do this, if this happens, right? Exactly. And entrepreneurship is not like that, right? I and can show up every day, and I still don't get paid. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's way different. And then as a nurse, you kind of like sh- even though you get the the theory part of it and some of the practical in like your um entrepreneur um, not entrepreneurship in your clinicals mm-hmm. when you get to a facility you still shadow someone mm-hmm. to kind of like bridge that gap between the theory and the practical and you're actually on site yeah. in entrepreneurship and i no did have some mentors yeah. but i didn't shadow no one right i was like oh the trainings i took then 
Yeah, it's, it gets real. It does. It's a different level of um, discipline. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, a yeah. whole different level of discipline. Yeah. And then even, like you said, shadowing someone, right? And I think even at the beginning, you said when I got with Candice, it was a, I was able to amplify my business because Absolutely. now I was able to see it. Yep. Right? Like, I was yep. able to hear what I needed to do. So yes. how important do you feel like having a mentor is and how has that contributed to the success of oh, your business? Oh, having a mentor is essential, like you, so for me, I did ask a few people questions, like besides my mentors, like people who were entrepreneurs before, mm -hmm. and they were gate, gatekeepers. Right. They were not, I was like, I'm willing to pay the, for the information because yeah. I know, you know, they studied or they probably paid someone to get the info. Yeah. Some people, I don't know if it's them personally don't want in someone else to win. Mm -hmm. They were not given the information. When I uh -huh. met Candace, she, it was like, <laughs> like she was not holding nothing back. back. Right. Absolutely nothing back. And I was like, oh my God, we need so much more of you in this world. Like people need mentors and it doesn't necessarily have to be in your industry, but someone with a great business mindset and marketing. I love that. I love it. I love that you said marketing. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like that's the step that a lot of people miss. Because as when you're stepping into entrepreneurship, right, especially if you came from a corporate background, like right. you're not thinking about the marketing because your no. clients, when you was a nurse, the clients came to you. Yeah. Like you ain't have yeah. to worry about like to how to get these people to get to the hospital. You know what I mean? Exactly. But now that you do in your business. So how have you used, like what type of marketing do you do now to like amplify your business more? Um, so uh, right now I'm working with the king of content. He mm -hmm. helps me with my content and recording. Um, and I also go to like pop-up shops and I try to network with other entrepreneurs. And mm -hmm. um, we just did a, um, American Express um, Small Business Saturday in oh, New wow. York. And I partnered with um, a, a, a restaurant called Lips Cafe in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, if I didn't okay, tell you guys. Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> and, you know, just networking with people is what yeah. helps you showcase your business. To be honest, when before I met Candace, I was like, I want a business. And I don't want my face to be the face of the business. Mm -hmm. I want to hide behind the business. I want... The marketing or whatever I had in my mind, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get somebody else to do it. And I just hide. But Candace was like, you got to talk. People got to know your personality. Yeah. People got to know who you are. People fall in love with you more than your business. So mm -hmm. I had to shift that. That was a, a shift that I had to make. What made you, like, think that it initially? Like, that I just don't even, they don't even see me. Because I'm like, I always wanted to separate business from personal. That's how I thought of it. Yeah. I was like, because I'm a, when people get to know who I am, they really see me, like, they, they fall in love with my personality. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my flaws. Like, people, you know, I would say in the past have used me. Mm -hmm. So I did definitely put up that wall. So I'm like, yes. I want to separate business from personal so that they don't get to know, you know, a certain point right. of my personal life. So I was like, mm-mm, I just want to hide behind the business and I don't want people to know who I am because mm -hmm. I don't want to open that door because you don't know, you know. Of yeah. course, I love my customers, but some of them, you don't really know what their intentions are. Right. So I was like, I was just want to put up that wall and, you know, let the, I don't want to be the face of the business, but I want to be, of course, the owner of the business. Yes, I love yeah. that. And I think somebody is listening to this and like, girl, you talk about me, you know, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I think there's a level of confidence that you have to have when you right. are out there, you know, yes. and you're the face of the business because now people know you, people recognize you. Yes. People are like, you know, hey, you need to tell me what's going on. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a level of like, okay, let me just, just detach. Like, and then we start to... Um, we start to rationalize it in our mind. Yeah. Like, I work at this hospital. I don't know the owner. 
I, I go to Walmart. I don't know, I don't the, know the owner. Yeah. Exactly. Girl, and we not the hospital nor the Walmart. You know what I'm we saying? Sure we started not. out as a small business. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you have to put yourself in the business yes, so that you can yes. grow the business. Yeah. And I love that. So you talked about um, in the beginning of your journey, you felt like people like played on you, played on your top a little bit. You know what right. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. used you for because you was nice. Like what did that journey look like for you? So that wasn't in the business. That was in my personal life. Mm. So that's why I wanted to separate the business from, from the, the personal, personal. Okay. because I was like, I know this business is giving of myself, but yeah. I want to give it to a certain extent yeah. because I don't want to be hurt deeper than what I was when it, right. in my personal life. Right. So that's why. You was like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. So but Candace you- got me together. She was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> this is not a. Um, what she? What did she say? This is not a. Um, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's the word that you? Uh, I'm what? trying to think of the word. It's 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 for, real. it's for real. It's not like a. I don't want to say toy. It's yeah. not a. Um, it's not for. Play. You're not volunteering or whatever, right? right. right? This is your business, right? So you got to be out there. Like people got to know who you are, and people got to trust you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, when they come, they'll they'll see who I am. They'll trust you. It's like, but if you're not out there, how they gonna know they you out there? They're not coming. <laughs> they not coming. <laughs> Ain't nobody covers this. They ain't coming. Okay. I love this. So um, before we wrap up, I always ask, mm-hmm. what has been the ghettoest thing about being a CEO? Ooh. What has been the ghettoest thing? Because, girl, it's ghetto in these streets. It's crazy. Oh, I never thought of that question. <laughs> I should have thought about that coming in, right? <laughs> what has been the ghettoest thing that has It's been always been? something. It's like payroll. It's... <sighs> You know, clients, customer service, like, it's all the things. I don't know if I had any ghetto experiences. No, nothing crazy. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Hold on. Hmm, the ghettoest thing that has happened? No. No, it ain't happened yet. No, it ain't well, happened Well, listen, yet. y'all, I just want to tell her on camera, y'all, <laughs> it is She's coming. preparing me, okay? I'm preparing you, okay? But one listen, thing we're I not putting it, it out in the universe too quick. Yes, I am preparing you. There is something, right, that you're going to be like, man, I wasn't prepared for this. Right. Like, I ain't asked for this. Let me go get my job. I'll be man. like sending you a DM like, girl, you See? did say. <laughs> I would say it's coming, okay, several times I'm gonna be, over. Uh, you're preparing me now. Yes. I'm, I'm going to watch out. Yes, yes. Especially in these Brooklyn streets. Listen, (laughs) listen, it is a lot. And I think, you know, one thing I don't take for granted is owning my own business. But Mm -hmm. and I think all of us, we love being entrepreneurs, but it is a hard journey. It is hard. It is hard. Get you a mentor beforehand, possibly, if you can, before getting into business. Set your foundation straight. I love this. So someone is watching this podcast and they're like, man, I'm inspired by her story. Like she is me. I'm a nurse right now. And I hate these people. (laughs) (laughs) And I would, I want to be an entrepreneur. I I want to own my own spa. What would you say to them? Do it. Don't second guess yourself. God has placed you on this earth. You have a voice. You have a mission. You have a purpose. And it could be in many different ways, but don't limit yourself. Don't stop yourself. Believe in yourself. You can do it. Whatever dream, whatever vision that he put in your heart, he put it for a purpose. And don't be the person that's to stop that to, you know, come to fruition. I love it, y'all. I hope y'all was inspired by this episode. Make sure y'all are dropping flames in the comments because she just dropped y'all some bars, okay? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you for having me. See you guys on another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe.